1: Wednesdays at 5pm Melbourne's drive time radio program featuring community organizations powerful stories and information find us at brainwaves.org.au proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia
2: hello my name is Caitlin welcome to brainwaves you're on 3cr 855am 3cr digital radio and 3cr.org.au Uh, Before I hand you over to the wonderful Susie who has organised today's show, Um, I'd just like to pay my respects to the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, the traditional custodians of the land to which I'm coming to you from today, land where we here at Brainwaves tell our stories and where we acknowledge that stories have been told for thousands of years before us. I'd also like to pay my respects to their Elders past, present and acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait listeners who may be listening in today. Thank you, Kaelin.
0: My name is Susie and today I'll be chatting to Joanna Simmons. Joanna is a dance teacher, a choreographer, a performing artist and a fitness instructor. She is currently integrating studies in psychology with her use of yoga and exercise, which is basically to assist people struggling with mental health issues. Joanna is also a passionate advocate for youth justice and has previously worked in the correction system and I find it very interesting that she's worked in forensic psychiatry and uses physical activity to assist healing. Hello Joanna and welcome to Brainwaves.
1: Hello Susie, it's good to be here, thank you.
0: Nice to meet you. Um, Joanna, is there anything about your background that you'd like to share with our listeners? I've obviously just given a very quick summary there um what are you studying that sort of thing anything you want to tell us
1: sure um I have I think I'm one of those people my dad used to say uh, as a kid I would never say I'm bored yeah and like I was always dancing around and always performing when I was younger and then like going through school I went to quite a sporty school so I was doing a lot of exercise I did gymnastics I did dancing. Um, I love reading and performing and writing and so those things have kind of stayed with me um, through my life and I have been very fortunate that I have had a very rich career as a performing artist, as a choreographer, as a creator. But then also I'm from a family of teachers and so I am from a background where we like to share knowledge and share skills and information. Yeah. And you know uh, the whole because uh, often people say to me like, but what do you do? You do so many things, da the da, and and I I figure the best way of me describing it now, is like, through all of these things, what's really important to me is um spreading joy, and connecting things in people and being of service to others. So whether I do that on stage uh, as a performing artist or whether I do that in my classes teaching or whether I do that uh, working with people who are experiencing any issues in mental health and then later down the track maybe when I finish my psychology studies maybe in a therapeutic context uh, it's important to me that I live those values. I'm very fortunate in terms of the education I've had uh, although you know I can do and share all these skills it's also because I've had so many people and opportunities afforded to me. Yeah.
0: It's wonderful that you're able to do things that you passionately love and get so much joy out of it and care about others and um, heal, help them heal as well with exercise and um, movement. It's brilliant. Mm. Mm. I'd like to know actually what first drew you to all this dance and movement. You did say initially that it was your background and your family and yeah. you you always like to be active, but was there anything in particular um that got you into like just you just mentioned before that you'd just prior to this the start of this interview you'd been um doing work with some homeless people, for example. So what sort of drew you into this area?
1: So I think in terms of um, you know doing it for myself as a career I like performed growing up and dance growing up and then I did aerobics with my mum in the church hall when I was maybe like 11 and then when I moved to Melbourne from New Zealand to study dance and musical theatre I did uh, I was like okay well what can I do as a side job oh I know I can teach aerobics and I really like it but what was actually also behind that is I have experienced disordered eating and exercise addiction and so I was also at that time like oh I know this is a great chance for me to do this job it's as sublimation where it's in an environment where it's like acceptable for, it was acceptable for me to ex- exercise in an excessive amount mm. so there was a few years where I was doing this path I mean I did also know that I was good at it and I Mm. have great energy and able to engage people but also I kind of got into it that was a little bit part of what I was taking in there yeah and then and then in terms of then moving to using it more of a holistic tool as opposed to a shape up in six weeks or less kind of a thing you know working at a mental health facility Um, teaching dancing at the Melbourne Youth Justice Centre, what got me into it? Um, In some ways I kind of fell into it Uh, and I did actually start to kind of become aware that I didn't want to be working in an industry, the fitness industry, that is kind of funded upon the notion that we have to fix ourselves and there's something wrong with ourselves and so yeah I started to look for more work or kind of put it out there that, because it was also I was starting to do my own healing and and they kind of worked in parallel in some ways. And through being able to work with other people that you know their priority is not what they look like, but it's it's the fact that they've got enough energy to move about their life and and the way in which it it helps mental health. and And for me, you know to see that and to see how uh, like they they teach me yeah um and so I guess it's kind of like one of my philosophies I guess is is this um like you don't you don't really know until you're kind of halfway through we don't we don't we can never see the future right we don't know at the outset what's going to happen so I kind of stepped into this thing and then it opened up whole lot of other stuff for me. Yeah, and that then, sometimes happens, doesn't it? Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure. And then and then through that, like I, I always knew I wanted to go to university. Um but like I knew that I needed to pursue this career as a performing artist first because you've got to be quite young to do all that training. And so like then through working in mental health and kind of saying ah oh, it will be it will be really great to to know more and understand more about how I can I can help all of this um and so you know that's that's the fitness and that's and and then the yoga and the meditation like that kind of came from my own practice initially which was initially you know to be honest I got into it just as another way to get fit look skinny all that sort of stuff which um I'll say not from a not from a a positive place that's right you know it's from a place of um dissatisfaction and control and conformity and change um, and then along the way I discovered that you know the principles behind yogic philosophy non-violence non attachment non-stealing truthfulness had like that that aspect is as, mm. as like the antidote
0: some yeah, ways. the the yeah.
1: philosophical aspect, yeah. Absolutely. And mm.
0: just something I'll, I would point out because obviously our listeners can't see you, but my first observation was you look supremely fit, athletic. Yeah. Um, in The Terminator, I think, no, what was it, Total Recall, one of those sci-fi <laughs> movies someone says athletic. That's the supreme, <laughs> to be athletic and glowing with health, and that's exactly what you look like. You don't look thin. Um, you, you just look very healthy.
1: Thank you and I think that's another aspect I guess that has like there's been times along the way where I still in this within this path have been like oh god you know people say to me I can't do yoga because I'm not thin or I can't do this and that and there's been times in which I've thought who am I to do this job because I don't have a six-pack or who am I to do this because you know and then and then I'm kind of like well that's not real life like what I I wish when I was 13 to 21, which is probably the time when maybe 23 or 4 when I was really in this time of disordered eating and exercise, I wish that I had someone who probably looked like me who was just like, you can do it too, who cares, you know?
0: Can you, uh, would you like, you don't have to, but would you like to tell us a little bit more about the, sort of disordered eating you had or and how that exercise addiction uh, how that came about or how it manifested
1: yeah um it came from a few angles um I guess you know I went to like a private school that was very based on sport Um, I went I did dancing which is very aesthetically based and gymnastics which is very aesthetically based and I wasn't actually a big kid I don't Mm. think Mm. um and I had someone very close to me say to me when I was 13 and going through puberty like if if you want to be a good dancer you need to lose some weight yeah and like that that was such an appreciable time in my life and I since then have spoken to this person about that and how much it affected me and so I kind of you know started to just restrict my eating and from the external um like I kind of looked unwell but I didn't have to go to hospital fortunately my mum and my family noticed and were very concerned but Internally, you know, the spark, I guess, or the, mm. the way that you see what I have was completely gone. Mm. I was very fixated um, on what I was eating, what everyone else was eating. Mm. I would cook, you know, from the moment I woke up, I would be wanting to either, like, I would, you know, I, I was a teenager, I was supposed to be going to parties and. And stuff, and I, but I was like exercising. I'd come home from a party and do star jumps and push ups, and I'd, I'd have these like compulsive um, targets that I had to reach, you know. And I would do some um, like obsessive checking behaviors, measuring myself, weighing myself, journaling in a very odd way. And I had friends come and try and intervene, and and and, and like because I was shutting them out, and um yeah to to be honest like especially with the pandemic I am not through this this storm and I am just like wanting still to 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 be able to not completely base my identity on how I look but Mm. like even in the last 24 hours it's I'm still kind of in the thick of it and I haven't haven't always been uh, as strongly as what I am at the moment. Mm. Um, I think like any, and this is what's great about studying psychology, is like any psychological vulnerabilities, so maybe it's an addiction or maybe it is obsessive behaviors or maybe it is depression or mania. uh, When things are difficult in our life or when we are overloaded with stress, We tend to kind of fall back into this vulnerability, Mm. and so like recognizing where I am in my life at this time, you know, it's still it's precarious, and so I'm having to, um, having to go with ease and go with care, and and not and not value not not put value on that in the same way.
0: Um, Yeah. So maintain awareness of when you you're treading you're walking down the same old paths.
1: Yeah, you know, in the
0: past because. yeah, the and it, pathways are there in your brain the neural pathways yeah and
1: also the behavioral ones you know it's 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 um it's habitual and yeah. the thing with exercise addiction especially is an eating like we have to eat you yeah. know and our relationship with exercise like it's moving our body is such a joyful wonderful thing to experience and it's so accepted and praised in our society, which mm. diet culture also praises thinness, praises mm. productivity, mm. praises all of these things. So thinking like the, the I'm, I'm so grateful that I've been afforded some education and I'm working at a wonderful uh, studio for women that is helping me through teaching there, but also through being with the other teachers, untangle how... This is a paradigm that hasn't always been the norm, mm. you know? And um just like the paradigm hasn't always been that tan is beauty, you know, exactly or right? rubber lips.
0: Exactly, and, um, rubber
1: lips, yeah. All expressionless of faces. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. So yeah. I think, you know, with exercise, like for me, I I I've asked myself, like, what is my relationship? This thing, you know, that's one thing that's kind of helped me, and like it's been a, an addiction in the way that when something would happen or I would move location or something like that, that is like the first thing I would be thinking of. How am I going to exercise? Yeah, yeah, you
0: know,
1: and that would be a concern, and yeah. it had stopped me from doing things. In my yeah. Life. Well,
0: actually, just before this show, I was listening to um uh a program it's actually a, a on the abc iview app it's called how to live younger and it's oh, got, yeah it's absolutely riveting stuff essentially it's a, the first um episode is about exercise and um i took a few notes about which i'll just i'll just want to cover it really quickly because this is your show not mine but it was talking about the benefits of slightly aerobic exercise how it increases blood flow and nutrients to your brain it reduces dementia risk this is all evidential Um, it reduces amyloid plaques and increases blood flow to the brain which is why it um, decreases dementia it releases and this is why it can be addictive I've got brothers who were very involved with bodybuilding and they talked about this hit that you get which you'd probably know about um, an endorphin hit of some sort but Um, Essentially, when you exercise, it releases um, feel-good chemicals such as dopamine, serotonin, which are often included in drugs that you get Mm. for depression and so on, and also cannabinoids. Um, And what really interested me about this show was it was looking at the evidence that you can actually grow parts of your brain um, with exercise, so the hippocampus, um, we all know that it's effective with treating depression. And there's a lot of evidence now, and some of this research is being conducted in Australia to show that you can um, improve the outcomes with um, cancer treatment with exercise. So it's well worth watching How to Live Younger. Mm-hmm. And the second episode's about the brain, and the third about food. But I found the exercise oh, one. Um, and I'm quite hopeful. I just want to say that I relate to your story because when I was 16, I used to swim about 10 kilometres a week, and I was in a shop with my father, and a friend of his said, oh, your daughter's solid, mm. and that cut through me mm. and like a, a dose of salts. And since mm. then, I've always been a yo-yo dieter, so I'm certainly solid now. Um, and if I'd never worried about ever being on a diet, I'm sure that I would never have had a weight problem. Good, um right. Uh, But to this day, I do an awful lot of walking. I was walking 21 k's a week and I did that for my mental health. So I can Mm. certainly advocate for exercise. Um, Now, you said that you were teaching classes for kids in dance classes for kids in the youth justice system, Joanna. Um, Could you see the benefits with the the individuals involved? Could you, you know, from week to week, could you see improvements in their behaviour or demeanour?
1: um to be honest I wasn't there too often yeah and I was quite young when I started teaching when I was teaching there so I think the main thing that really got me was and it really I guess made me realize what it means for someone to like the confidence a lot of them didn't have much confidence um and there were some who had been coming regularly who then did develop more confidence and I think Mm -hmm. that that was probably one aspect um which I saw the change in um I was working with some asylum seekers some women um and that was another one was mainly I think that was because that was before I really had mental health on my radar I think and Mm -hmm. I kind of was very like uh um very ignorant I just kind of was like why can't you be happy Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) As, as we do um and I think in terms of change in demeanor yeah the confidence it's pretty special and in my work in my work in um forensic mental health like yeah seeing seeing people's faces light up when they master something Mm. you know it could and and I think that's one aspect of all of this is so linked to what we're talking about Mm. for me the resilience I guess that because we have to really challenge ourselves to learn something new, and that is, that takes a lot of energy and a lot of effort, and especially with our bodies and and that connection that we can get from that and the, the 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 ripple effect that that can have, and so for people to and and feel this expression and this release, so whether that's in like dancing or or running or you know, jumping in the air or kicking a ball really hard or all these different things. Um, Back to what you were saying about the brain, one thing that really buzzed me out is, you know, what you said about growing the brain. So our our motor cortex is like a little chunk of the brain and it's almost like divided up into different parts for different aspects of our movement. And they've done fMRI scans of people who are like classical guitarists, for example, yes. and their hand area of their motor cortex is larger than someone who does not play their classical yes. guitar because yeah. their hand is not as intelligent. However, they have also found that those can change. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, like, like you said, the the hippocampus with the memory function also, you know our procedural memory, so our that is like one aspect of our memory that our body does remember things, and and things can be ingrained in the body,
0: including um, trauma. Actually, absolutely, on, yeah. The show That's that right. we did last week, actually, no, it was aired on Wednesday. Um, the Sally was talking about how your body holds trauma. Mm, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I mean, yeah, it's, um, I think as well, coming from, like you said, with your walking, you know, and the, the benefits that you lifted listed about the aging. So this yeah. is what I say for motivation is that exercise is, is like such instant gratification, you know, even just standing up and doing a really big stretch and just moving your arms like that, you can instantly feel gratification and so whilst it's been pushed at so many different angles that there's all these aesthetic benefits those are they might not happen and also they're not that important what is important that like you this this thing has been proven from various angles to instantly make you feel better
0: that's right and that is yeah Mm. Um, we're short, shortly going to run out of time, unfortunately. Oh. Um, and basically what you're saying, and it's a fact, and I'm reiterating, is that it's known that exercise is as efficacious as um, medication for depression. Mm. And it's also been recognised that complex movements and exercise, particularly I, I know because I saw another TV show, perhaps I watch too much TV, Um particularly dancing, learning new dance movements and you teach dance and Mm. complex exercise like table tennis, they've been linked as well to staving off dementia. And as you were saying about the cortex, they've Mm. literally proven that your brain, your cortex can thicken with exercise. Your brain grows instead of shrinking with age Mm. and your creativity grows as well. Um, What interested me, particularly is about your yoga, because I, I don't know much about that. And I do know that um, it's linked to meditation and mindfulness. Are you able to quickly tell us a little bit about that for improved mental health o- outcomes?
1: Absolutely. Quickly. Gee. <laughs> I yeah, it's going to be hard. hard it, but no, yeah. that's okay. Uh, it comes from, so the word yoga comes from the word yuk which is the sanskrit word for yoke or union union so although there is this you know in the western world we think of yoga as the poses the movements the shapes you have to be flexible uh in like traditional yoga it is a union of the self of the physical of the energetic of the spiritual of the mental there's these different layers of body and so in terms of the benefits is Uh, well one like physically you put yourself in a challenging posture which helps you develop like uh, the manifestation of resilience and willpower that's my experience of it as a teacher and also as a practitioner also the tone sometimes I find we're not very good at understanding the interior because we can't see it But the tone and the way in which we move in practicing the physical part of yoga, I have found is a way of showing like tenderness and care for oneself. Then we've got all the neurochemical benefits we've talked about. In terms of the presence the mindfulness and meditation. So, you know, it's not a religion. Yoga is not a religion. um, But like there and the breathing as well it is as uh it connects with our parasympathetic nervous system Mm -hmm. which is our rest and digest system the other system is the sympathetic nervous system the fight or flight or freeze or fawn system Mm. and so by activating our parasympathetic nervous system Our body is breathing more slowly. Our awareness is heightened. And so in terms of that, that is great for stress reduction. Also that awareness helps us to separate ourselves from the problem or an issue or helps us get a bit of perspective. Mm. And so maybe that is uh, in terms of helping change behavior. Um, addiction addictive behaviors or obsessive behaviors or in relationships you know there is that mindful way about we could go we could go about our business or our relationship with ourselves
0: um
1: and then these things also help with our sleep and sleep is one of the four pillars of health you know and that has an overall benefit for mental health
0: and what are the three other pillars? Uh,
1: food, exercise and stress. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, and they are all, you know, it's, it's of the one house. Yeah. Um, and and um, they all kind of help each other and feed into each other. And uh, I think that it's when we start to really, in my experience and what I hope as well, well, the final thing about yoga and mental health is, and this is something that I'm really searching for, hoping to uh, work on, is for deep healing to occur. It kind of needs to occur right on a spiritual level, on a deep level, and that takes time and mm. a constant relationship of inwardness and support by community and recognition that, like, we are doing the best that we can with what we've got, um, and yeah that it's it's all it's all connected and and as are we well
0: Joanna I'm very impressed with all that you're doing you've inspired me Um, (laughs) um, I'm getting back into my walking I've had a a few injuries but it it really is important on so many levels Mm. it's been really great to chat to you and I'm sure you've inspired some of our listeners to get active as well Um, how can people contact you about your classes or programs and um, would you be able to send Kaylin some links to put up on the podcast for any further reading that you recommend?
1: Yeah, I can definitely send some links. Um, in terms of how do people contact me, they can go to my website, which is www.joannasimmons.com. Um, and then they can email me, uh, which is Joanna, Simo, at gmail.com.
2: Okay, that's brilliant. Thank you, Joanna. Thank you so much, Dewana, for coming on the show today and sharing with our listeners all about your lived experience and all of the amazing things you do. For everyone else that would like to listen to more of our shows, you can uh, listen in on the 3CR website or on Spotify if you happen to download your 3CR podcast. Um, if you've got a story to share or anything else you'd like to share with us, please email us at brainwaves at org. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Stay safe. We'll be back next Wednesday at 5 p.m. for another episode of Brainwaves.